Hello and welcome to episode five of the Claire O'Sullivan podcast. I just want to start by saying a massive thank you to everyone who has listened to the first four episodes, um, to anyone who has liked, who has shared, who has subscribed or reviewed the podcast so far. I appreciate each and every one of you so much. Um, So today, thank you for joining me for episode number five. And today we're talking all about the 10 most common nutrition myths that I hear out there in the health and fitness industry. This is something that's actually a really important topic for me because probably one of the things that bothers me most in the world probably is seeing people spread false non-evidence-based misleading information that confuses people, that overwhelms people, that makes people think that nutrition and weight loss and health and fitness is so much more complicated than sometimes it needs to be. And I just hate seeing people being read down being led down the wrong path or like wasting time, money, energy, effort in the wrong area, in the wrong areas, on the wrong things, and then not getting the results that they want as a result. And then maybe ending up fed up and disheartened by the whole process, which leads to them maybe often giving up on their goals. So today we're going to discuss 10 of the most common myths that are out there um, and hopefully shed a little light on why they are not true um, so that you can be more informed going forward in everyday life. Um, So the first one we are going to delve into um, is that the myth is that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And for some reason, this one is so, so common. Um, a lot of people think that they need to eat breakfast in order to maybe speed up their metabolism, or they think that they are going to gain weight if they don't eat breakfast. Um, and they think that their day is just going to be off to an awful start if they haven't had food first thing in the morning. And there's an awful lot of confusion out there um, about it. And a lot of that comes from maybe um, different companies like who sell breakfast cereals promoting it as the most important meal of the day and the thing about breakfast is that it's the same as any other meal of the day like you should have breakfast if you like to have breakfast if you're hungry in the morning and if you really look forward to that breakfast meal if you enjoy it if you feel like um your day just doesn't go the same without it if you're if your day's off to a bad start if you skip breakfast then i would say by all means have breakfast but you there's no reason that you have to eat it if you are the kind of person who wakes up in the morning and you're just not hungry and you just have no mind for it and you'd way prefer to push it out for a few hours and have a brunch or have lunch be your first meal then that's okay too and when it comes to weight loss um you definitely do not have to eat breakfast. So weight loss is going to come down to the total energy balance for the day, which is calories in versus calories out. If you consume less calories than you burn for the day, you're going to drop body fat, regardless of whether you do or you do not have breakfast. So if you consume 2000 calories in the day, um, and we'll say you do that with having breakfast or you do that with skipping breakfast, the outcome is going to be the same. 
Um, if you have breakfast, and that means you eat more calories for the day, um, then that's going to have a more negative impact on weight loss. If you skip breakfast, and it means that because you've skipped breakfast, you're starving and you consume more calories for the day, then skipping breakfast is going to have a negative impact on weight loss. Um, so I think the thing the thing here is that there's no one size fits all approach. Find what works best for you and go with it. If your goal is performance based um, or if your goal is muscle gain, then eating breakfast is probably going to be a good idea. Sorry, I thought I was going to sneeze. <laughs> um, eating breakfast is going to be a good idea then. Um, so if your goal is muscle gain, you want to be able to get in at least at least three servings of protein per day. And if you can get four to five servings, it's going to optimize muscle gain. So having breakfast and having a protein serving first thing is going to benefit you then. Um, if you are someone who... Um, gets very low blood sugar if you haven't eaten in the morning then eating breakfast is going to be appropriate for you if you're training in the morning and you want to optimize your performance then having some fuel on board might allow you to do that so it's definitely not a case that everyone should skip breakfast or everyone should have breakfast depends on your goals depends on your preferences as an individual and depends on might depend on the day as well maybe some days you want it maybe some days you don't important thing is you do whatever suits you best. The second myth then is that artificial sweeteners cause cancer. Um, and this is something that's so commonly heard out there. Um, but there is actually not enough evidence out there at all to say that artificial sweeteners cause cancer. Maybe more evidence will come down the line in the future to say that there is some link. But at the moment, we cannot um, we, we cannot say that artificial sweet sweeteners are linked to cancer. There is some studies carried out in rodents um, where they gave them lorry loads of artificial sweeteners, more than any human could possibly consume. Um, and they're often, when people talk about artificial sweeteners being bad for you or causing cancer, they're often, often talking about um, diet drinks like Diet Coke versus full sugar Coke. Coke. And it's their argument for saying you should go for the full sugar version. But that's actually not the case. And there is no evidence to say that there is a link to cancer. So um, if you are trying to, to manage your calories and stick to a lower calorie diet, then by all means, go for the Diet Coke or the Coke Zero over the full sugar Coke. It's going to help you control your calories. You're not getting anything in the way of like nutrition um, or any nutritional benefits really from the full sugar Coke over the diet Coke, unless you are someone who's actively trying to increase their calories. Um, if you are someone who is exercising really hard and burning 4,000 calories a day, then maybe having the full sugar Coke is going to help you increase your calorie intake. And in that case, the full sugar Coke will be a good idea. But definitely don't, if you're trying to keep your calories on the low side, don't go for the full sugar Coke thinking that artificial sweeteners are going to cause cancer because there is no evidence to say that at the moment. Um, for some people, having a lot of artificial sweeteners might be um, might have a negative impact on their gut health. But again, that's going to be an individual thing. And we don't have the evidence to say that it does that for everyone or that's going to have an impact on everyone. Um, not to say that we should be having like 20 cans of Coke Zero in the day, 
or that we should be having 20 cans of full Coke in the day. Um, everything in moderation. But I suppose um, the important thing to know is that artificial sweeteners are not linked to cancer. We don't have the evidence to say that. Myth number three is that you shouldn't eat carbs after 6 p.m. This one is a little bit crazy. Carbs before 6 p.m. are the exact same as carbs after 6 p.m. Where this com comes from is that people think that if you eat carbs too late in the evening, you won't have time to burn them off and they are going to turn to body fat. It's just not the case. So you will gain body fat if you consume more calories than you burn on a consistent basis over time. Um, if you were to eat carbs, we'll say after 6 p.m. and you were in a calorie deficit for the day, you're not going to gain any fat. If you were to eat carbs before 6 p.m. and you're in a deficit for the day, you're not going to gain fat. If you were to eat carbs before 6 p.m. and be in a surplus for the day and do that consistently, you're going to gain body fat. If you were to eat carbs after 6 p.m. and be in a surplus for the day and do that consistently, you'll gain body fat. Nothing to do with the carbs um, or nothing to do with the timing of the carbs. So do not be afraid to eat carbs either before or after 6 p.m. It makes no difference. In terms of weight loss or weight gain, it's the calorie balance for the day that's going to matter. Myth number four is that fasted cardio is better for fat loss. And this is a really common one. But the thing is that fasted cardio does not lead to more fat loss. If you're doing fasted cardio, it means that, okay, you're training in a fasted state, you're going to burn more fat for fuel. However, um, it, again, it comes back to the total energy balance. Things will even out throughout the day, um, regardless of whether you've done your cardio fasted or non-fasted. Doesn't mean that you should avoid fasted cardio. If you like training without food in your tummy, by all means, go for it. It just means that there's no additional benefit over non-fasted cardio comes down to your personal preference, whatever works best for you. If you're doing a really long bout of cardio, so you're going out and you're running a half marathon, you're probably going to benefit your performance more if you do that in a fed state. If you have some carbohydrates on board, you're definitely going to benefit your performance more as long as you've given yourself time to digest that and it's not causing tummy upset. So do whatever type of cardio that you find suits you best, that you can adhere to best. If you're doing longer distances, probably better to have some fuel in the system. If weight loss is your goal, doesn't really matter. Um, fasted cardio isn't something that you have to do, and it's not better than non-fasted as long as the total energy balance is the same. So just because you're burning more fat for fuel during the session doesn't mean that you're going to lose more body fat overall. The next myth, which is myth number five, is that sugar is addictive. So people say that sugar is like cocaine. It's like an addictive substance. And that is just not the case. Um, um, while sugar... Um, while sugar is like really tasty when it's added to foods um, and it might maybe promote kind of addictive like behaviors, it's not in itself an addictive substance or else we'd all be going around like snorting raw sugar if it was the case. Um, why this is often said or why sugar is associated with addiction is that um, 
high like highly processed foods um, that contain a lot of sugar um, they're very very tasty they're very palatable we find it hard to control ourselves around them um, and the most problematic foods are actually the ones that are highly processed and contain a lot of added sugars and or a lot of added fat things like your chocolate things like your pastries things like cake all that good stuff it's so so tasty it um it makes us feel good it tastes nice and we often associate it with pleasure and it's very hard for us to control ourselves around those really tasty really high energy high calorie foods they're so easy to overeat on however they're not actually addictive. We wouldn't go around eating bags of pure sugar. Um, it's just that it's very tasty and we find it hard to control ourselves around it. Um, and the thing about sugar is that it doesn't magically make you fat. Um, it's not something that we need to avoid um, and that's going to automatically cause fat gain. Yet again, um, whether we gain or lose fat is going to come down to the total energy balance for the day. And the thing about high sugar and high fat foods is that they're not very satiating. Um, so they don't fill us up very much and they're very calorie and energy dense, which means we get an awful lot of calories, an awful lot of energy from a small amount of them that isn't going to provide much in the way of satiation, not going to fill us very much. They often don't contain a lot of fiber because they're so processed. And that's why we find it very hard to stop when we have a share bar of chocolate in front of us, especially if it's galaxy or dairy milk or whatever our favorite might be. Um, myth number six is that eating little and often will speed up your metabolism. Just not the case. Um, the frequency of eating doesn't do anything in the way of speeding up or slowing down your metabolism. People often claim that you should eat little and often to keep your blood sugars stable. However, that actually doesn't happen at all. Um, and that's actually the opposite to what happens. If you eat more often, your blood sugar will fluctuate more, not less. And that's not a bad thing. Um, but saying that you have to eat more often to keep your blood sugar stable, it just, it's just not what happens in the body. Um, it's just completely false. Um, and people often say things as well, like the bigger the meal, the bigger the crash, referring to your blood sugars. And that doesn't seem to happen either. Um, it just, when we, when we actually look at what happens in the body, those statements aren't true. So meal frequency, it doesn't influence our metabolism. Studies that have compared eating three meals versus six meals a day, um, when someone is on a weight loss diet, increasing meal frequency doesn't actually promote weight loss um and it like it doesn't really make any difference when it comes to whether a person um is going to gain gain more or less weight it works out the same um if you are trying to optimize muscle gain having more protein servings where you're pushing up towards four to five protein servings a day is going to optimize muscle gain. But when it comes to health and when it comes to weight loss, meal frequency doesn't make a difference. Again, it comes down to you as an individual. Do what suits you best. If you like to eat smaller meals and have more of those throughout the day while calories are staying the same, do that. If you like larger meals and it just suits you better, do that, okay? 
Next myth is that you have to have protein within half an hour of your workout because that's your anabolic window of gains with loads of Z's at the end of that gains. Um, however, that is so overemphasized. You do not need to gulp down a protein shake as soon as you finish your workout. This window of half an hour after finishing your session doesn't really exist. Um, so like it, it's just taken a little bit to the extreme. Getting some protein in soon after your training session, it's, it's going to be a good idea, but it doesn't mean that that window of opportunity is as narrow as we've been led to believe. If you have a decent amount of protein one to two hours before training, then it's okay to wait for a bit longer after training. However, if you haven't had any protein before your training session, then getting some in soon after is going to be a good idea. And it's just going to start that repair process um, like as soon as you can. So if you've eaten protein soon before your session, less important for you to gulp down protein straight away after. If you haven't had any food or any protein in the few hours before your session, getting some protein in soon after the session is going to be a good idea. Doesn't mean you have to get it in with, within five minutes or within 30 minutes after your session. Within like one to two hours is going to be a good idea, especially if you haven't eaten beforehand. Um, but it's definitely not as critical as we've been led to believe. So get it in sooner if you haven't eaten beforehand. If you've eaten beforehand, it's not as important if you've eaten protein beforehand. The next myth is that eating fat makes you fat. Um, and that's just simply not true. Um, consuming fat from our diet is different. It, it, it's different to us gaining body fat. Um, this is a complete myth. Eating too many calories that puts you in a calorie surplus is what gains you to gain. Is is what causes you to gain excess weight or excess body fat. However, eating dietary fat doesn't like doesn't automatically lead to gaining fat. Um, if you eat too many calories from a combination of carbs, proteins, and fats. Um, that puts you into a calorie surplus, that's what makes you gain body fat. Um, none of those things in isolation are going to gain you, cause you to gain body fat. If you eat a lot of dietary fat, but you're in a calorie deficit, you're consuming less calories than you burn, you're going to lose body fat, even though you've been consuming a lot of dietary fat. So again, like don't be afraid to eat dietary fat. There's so many health benefits to eating dietary fat. It's not going to cause you to gain fat unless you're eating so many calories that it puts you into a calorie surplus. The next myth is that gluten is fattening. So this is a bit of a crazy one. Again, um, gluten, it's not fattening. It's not unhealthy. The only people who should really completely avoid gluten is people who've been diagnosed with celiac disease. We know that it's going to be beneficial and wise for those people to completely avoid gluten. And it's going to be really important for their health. Um, for people who are gluten intolerant, reducing the amount of gluten or maybe minimizing it very much is going to allow them to feel healthier and to operate better. But again, that's on a spectrum and that depends on the person. A lot of people who are not gluten intolerant or not celiac will say they feel better when they cut out gluten. 
but that might not be down to the gluten. That could be because they've actually reduced a lot of the foods that were like negatively impacting um, how they were feeling. That could be because they were eating a lot of pizza or a lot of takeaways or a lot of cake or a lot of pastries. It might not be down to the actual gluten itself. And it might be because they've cut out all of that kind of food and actually started eating more fruit, more veg, more good protein, more good quality foods. They might have just replaced all the negative things, all the things that didn't make them feel good with things that really add to and benefit their health and are really nutrient dense. Um, they might have replaced a lot, an awful lot of processed foods with unprocessed whole foods and that might be what's making them feel better if you take out all the pizza all the fast food all the cake all the really processed food and replace it with um fruit veg like lean proteins and whole grains you're going to feel better nothing to do with maybe removing the amount of gluten for some people it might be they are a bit intolerant to gluten and that reducing it is going to allow them to feel better. But don't always think that because you've reduced gluten, that that's what was making you feel bad. Maybe you actually just changed up your whole diet alongside that and that that's what helped. Um, and for a lot of people, if they have been consuming a lot of really processed foods that contain gluten um, and they start to remove those, they might actually see some results in terms of fat loss. But maybe it's because they're actually reducing their calorie intake rather than just because they're cutting out gluten. So just be careful with what you think is like causing the effects that you are seeing. Um, correlation does not always mean causation. And then myth number 10 is that too much protein will damage your kidneys. This is something that has maybe scared people for a while and the reason why people think that they shouldn't eat too much protein or they shouldn't supplement with whey protein or that protein is only important if you are in the gym all the time. And this myth, um, I think it actually comes from the fact that individuals who have renal disease um, or any issues with their kidneys, um, reducing or having a lower protein intake can be beneficial for them because when their kidneys um, are not functioning optimally, they find it hard to actually um, to actually cope with a high protein diet. Their body struggle with digesting a high protein diet. However, if you don't have kidney disease and you don't have um, any renal issues and you haven't been told that you do by a doctor, you definitely do not need to worry about consuming too much protein. It has no harmful effects on the kidneys of healthy individuals. So if you're a healthy person, do not worry about eating too much protein. It has so many benefits beyond um, helping to optimize muscle gain and muscle maintenance. It's so important for so many different functions in the body. Um, it does help us to build muscle. It helps us maintain muscle. It's very important as we're aging to help prevent muscle loss. And it's so important for so many different functions in the body, even down to our immune health. So definitely, unless you have kidney disease or any renal issues, or you've been advised by a doctor that you need to reduce your protein intake, protein is definitely not something you need to worry about. Um, so they are my top 
10 nutritional myths. I hope that's helped to give you some insights and dispel some of the bad information that's out there. Again, a massive thank you to everyone who listened. Um, If you're enjoying the podcast, I would be so grateful if you could share it with your friends, if you could share it on your social media, if you could tag me, if you could um, give the podcast a subscribe or a review. I would appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much to everyone who listened. I will see you all in the next episode. Thanks, guys.